0: You ever wanted to try cyberbullying? Well, now you can. Bully us and we'll bully you. Follow us on social media and give it a go. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at youh 82 cit Or you can search for You Hate to See It on Facebook or YouTube. You can also visit our link tree to find all of our links. Just visit L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash YOU H82CIT. Again, that's YOU H82CIT.
1: To the new episode of Drunken Well, Jury of Drunken Opinion, not Drunken Jurors. I almost, I almost fucked up. I almost fucked up as much as this man that we're talking about. Nick, who the fuck are we talking about?
2: We're talking about Hernan Cortez.
1: Perfect. Yep. This isn't my, this isn't Drunken Jurors, so I don't care about how <laughs> stuff the intro is. So I'm
0: Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick.
1: Nice. I am drinking ranch water hard seltzer i got the variety pack i'm drinking the original this shit's real good i'm i'm worried about tasting spicy next though that is just Uh, the name of this one so
2: uh i can't remember i think it's rain puts out like a a thermodynamic strawberry jalapeno that's actually really good the fuck do you mean thermodynamic thermo thermogenic it's the shit that's supposed to like heat up your body and shit what is the thermodynamic is like energy and like fucking power the laws of thermodynamic is i think of a universe yeah it works. deals with heat work and
1: temperature <laughs> and their relation to energy radiation, and physical how, properties just, of matter
2: that's just how the world works uh-huh
1: you're doing great you dumb as shit i can't wait I for you to lead us yep you're welcome to battle
2: as i'm my drink of choice is going to be a bottle of bourbon that I open up, place next to me, and then I drink water. Um,
0: I will be drinking uh, Truly Lemonade.
1: We're a seltzer podcast now. Bourbon. JK, we're not doing that. This is just until I lose some weight and I'm gonna go back on the on the binge of bourbon. I was gonna
0: this, say beer. <laughs> by the time this comes out, Jeff, you might have lost the weight.
1: I don't In know exactly what that is, yeah, is. That's definitely gonna happen. Um <laughs> Wow, thanks, man. You're welcome. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Damn. Savage. Get fucked. When the fuck does this one come out? I
0: have no fucking clue. That's not my job. Don't worry about it let's just start you let's just start this, oh, no, this no, comes let's, to, just start. let's just start jeff let's just start all right <laughs> jesus christ oh. god damn <laughs> okay when does this okay
2: now i'm curious Nick february let's just start. <laughs> oh it's out in february
0: oh <laughs> why am i recording it now <laughs> um we're uh getting ahead buddy um we haven't recorded anything for november yet we've done january
1: and february i'm gonna have a strunk.
0: (laughs) all right all right fucking something it's gonna be (laughs) war crimes on this fucking podcast why do you
1: sound like you are in the middle of a wind tunnel
0: because (laughs) i am
1: (laughs) there it is good luck
2: as in now (laughs) okay Eh, The cut tools are amazing. Um, all right. So since we're just starting off, <clears throat> what do you gentlemen know about Hernando Cortez, the conqueror of Spain, of, conqueror not, of Mexico, not Spain. He's from Spain.
1: Literally nothing. Nothing. Adam. How, how much did you learn on Hamilton?
2: Yeah. How, how much, how much of Hamilton did you learn from this? Uh,
1: nothing. Nothing. All right. Damn. Hamilton's really dropping the ball these days. <laughs> All right. I like to think that Hamilton's just a reoccurring like docu series on Netflix now of so, just historical events. Yeah, right.
2: Um, they actually just renamed the History Channel Hamilton. <laughs> um, most people will know Hernan Cortez uh, as the man who conquered Spain and brought down the Aztec Empire. Um, his full name, Hernando Cortez de Monroy. E. Pizarro Mariano.
1: Please tell me you refer to him as that this entire time.
2: Fuck no. <laughs> History has even dropped the dough <laughs> from his name. It's not, it's no longer, it's no longer Hernando Cortez. It's Hernan Cortez. As everyone calls him now for some fucking reason. Um I didn't click on the Wikipedia article for Spanish naming customs. Uh for my own mental health. Uh, Or, as we'll be referring to him as Hernan Cortes, uh, was born in the town of Medellin in 1485. Medellin was, at the time, a town in the kingdom of Castile. It's the farthest back we've gone. Yes. Uh, and you know what the best part is? We now get to unravel the
1: European monarchs Great. of the 1500s. My least favorite thing in history, class. because fuck me. Um,
2: I spent thirty minutes trying to unravel this bullshit. <laughs> Castile, at the time of the, of Cortez's birth, was ruled by Isabella the First of Castile and Fernand the Second of the Argonne. Uh they're they're the ones who financed Columbus and completed the Reconquista, and that's where. Spain kicked the Moors out of uh, the Iberian Peninsula. Um, We're not getting into that. Uh, Their daughter, Jonah the Mad, uh, was married to Philip the Handsome.
1: Can we Uh, talk about why? why? I I sent a picture in the group (laughs) chat this morning of what Philip the Handsome looks like. (laughs) Also, just the names. Like, fuck (laughs) last names. Just Let's describe them in one word to make them them. Yep. why was she the mad
2: uh so there's she probably wasn't that crazy she probably suffered she might have suffered from depression bipolar disorder and may like maybe schizophrenia because her grandmother had it um but mostly it was so that way her father and her husband uh could keep her in prison and therefore rule without dealing with her Welcome to Spain. As welcome, to, welcome to European royalty circa 1500. This Man. happened a lot. <laughs> um,
1: I thought politics were bad now. yeah.
2: Well, Philip the Handsome, Archduke of Austria, uh, was Archduke of Austria, and that brought the Habsburgs to Spain. Because why the fuck not? Um, let's just get all of the inbreeding. Uh, when Philip and Jonah died, their son Charles I became oh god became king of spain uh king of the romans uh basically the king of the germans uh then the king of germany uh croatia italy holy roman emperor archduke of austria the duke of burgundy and the lord of the netherlands this was charles the the first i fucking hate the Habsburgs. uh for the record, I listened to a 30 hour audiobook on the Habsburgs. I don't understand a single thing about this. I don't get it. That was um,
1: like me when I started listening to the last 100 days of JFK, which you guys will have known came out in November. two
0: months ago.
2: Yep.
1: Yep.
0: Three months ago. November. Yep. Yeah. Whenever November is. <laughs> yep. I can't wait to listen to another
2: book on the fucking Habsburgs just to try and understand this shit. Um, anyway. Back to Cortez. Uh, Cortez's early life was pretty boring. Uh, he traveled around Southern Spain for a few years. He started to be a lawyer. This would become really helpful for him in the future. Uh, when he was about 16, he returned to his village and heard
1: uh, the story of Columbus's discovery of the new world. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that happened right around now. Not- yeah. 1492. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was... Born in 1485. So, Jesus fucking Christ. So, the United States of America wasn't even around yet.
2: No, granted, this was like a thousand years after, or not a thousand years, like 800 years after the Vikings discovered the New World, which is also wild, which was 80 years after I, I fell into a rabbit hole of discovery here. Um, Cortez arrived in Hispaniola, uh, now Haiti in the Dominican Republic, in 1504 when he was 18. Uh, he bought land, started a farm, assisted in conquering the in the conquest of Hispaniola in Spain. Uh, for his support, he received more land and slaves. Indigenous slaves, they hadn't started
1: moving that. people.
2: Yeah, there was still enough natives uh, before they got wiped out by the plague. Um uh. Uh, the play. Uh, he, would eventually be, he would eventually be promoted from clerk to treasurer of Cuba by Governor Diego Velasquez at 26. I feel like uh, clerk
1: to treasurer is quite the jump. Yeah, I mean, it was a couple of years. Um,
2: at this point, he was friends with Velasquez. That will change. Um, but the main job of the treasurer was to make sure the crown received its quinto, 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 Uh, Basically, a fifth of the profits of anything conquered Um, gold, every land, everything
1: import, export.
2: Yeah. Um, In 1518, Velazquez uh, granted Cortez a charter to explore and possibly colonize the interior of Mexico. Uh, Cortez was so good at recruiting men that Velazquez got jealous. I'm sure he was. And revoked the charter. I think that was a dick joke.
1: No, it was, a, it was a, homosexual joke. Ah, okay, which are um, not okay. But
2: <laughs> throw that one in there. Fuck um, that guy. Uh, this is where right. uh Cortez begins his campaigns, his campaign of telling Velasquez to go fuck himself. Uh, Cortez went to a different port, rallied more men and ships, and sailed his ass to Mexico with eleven ships, five hundred men, and thirteen horses and a handful of cannons. And by handful, I'm guessing like six. Um, He left in February of 1519 and would land on the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, Cortez would find a shipwrecked Spanish soldier who was held captive by the Mayans and learned their language. Uh, In March, he claimed the coastal area for the Spanish crown. He moved west and won several battles against the natives. Eventually, the conquering... Eventually conquering Veracruz, dismissing velasquez and placing himself under the direct authority of King Charles. I don't know how that works, but he did it. He declared it. So it happened. Um, and in and as extra incentive for his men, he destroyed all of his ships, uh, just so his men knew that there was no going back. It was either you push forward and conquer or you die. So yeah, that's that that happened. Um, and then they had to rebuild ships later. Maybe if you didn't destroy them. Um, now, before we get into how the Aztecs were destroyed by 500 dudes, uh, we need to unpack how Cortez was both brilliant and extraordinarily lucky. Uh,
1: the Spanish had about- Isn't that really just the whole thing of war? It's being lucky as shit
2: uh kind of and then there's also just being good like cortez yes cortez was lucky but he was also like really smart (laughs) it was kind of wild um for a man who had almost no military experience and by almost i mean like he fought like in a battle in cuba um so the spanish had about a thousand years on the aztecs when it came to the production of steel Being a Spanish conquistador was different from that of being like a Spanish soldier fighting in Iberia. Uh, It paid extremely well. Uh, You were expected to take what you could carry and that would pay for your steel armor and weapons. Um, This is the just basically the steel chest plate, the helmet thingy, Um, and then your swords. Uh, Most of the weapons were made from Toledo steel uh, which was considered one of the best deals for sword making in Europe. Um, they also had flintlock muskets and light artillery and, like, so much fucking black powder. Like, they had more black powder than food. Uh, and whenever, like, there was, like, a problem and, like, shit would start burning or, like, start sinking, everyone every man knew you saved the black powder instead of the food. Um, uh, no matter... What happened? Uh the powder stocks were, were well defended and maintained, and the men who knew how to make uh black powder never saw combat. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the Aztecs used armor called I'm so sorry if anyone who listens to this actually can pronounce this word. I I don't know. Um the armor was called eeksha eekshahu ekshahu Icha pili ichahui pili. Ichihui Pili, we'll go with that. Probably not right, but um, Ichihui Pili uh, that was made of tightly woven cotton and cloth that was effective at stopping arrows and even musket balls. Um, There were were several accounts
1: that... uh, I guess musket balls didn't have a high velocity, but... (laughs) No,
2: there's no rifling. It's just a ball. Um, There are several accounts of uh, Spanish soldiers in later conquests, whatever. Um, just getting rid of their armor and wearing this because it was lighter and more breathable in the Spanish, in the Mexican humidity.
1: It's that time, doing a little taste test in the middle. All right, of this. hit Hold me on. with it. Oh, that is that is odd. It's not overpowering, but like it's just a very subtle, constant taste of jalapeno. And I don't hate it. Uh, not in okay. love with it, but it's not horrible.
2: Jalapeno is not bad. Like the flavor of jalapeno is not bad when it's not. I love overly the flavor spicy. Of yeah. yeah,
1: I love the flavor of jalapeno. Yeah.
2: Um, jalapeno. We're talking about the can at- yeah. 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 That's yeah. why I got. Topical. That's why
1: I got ranch water from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Never um, forget the Alamo.
2: And- <laughs> Remember.
1: Wild. Uh, <laughs> Adam, do you even know who Adam, you yeah, are? Adam, yeah, Adam, he, you I feel really like he's just saying he's words just, to sound like he's, he's just here. said
0: words. <laughs> just said words at
1: this point. Wild, Adam, we just talked about an entire genocide of children. <laughs> Wild. Good times. Good times. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my God. Um,
2: They also used a sword-like club called the McQuiddle. What the fuck uh, is
1: a sword-like club? Those are two opposite things. One of them is sharp. One of them is a blunt object. Have you ever seen a cricket bat? Are you fucking kidding me? There's a point to this. Have you ever seen a cricket bat? Yes. All right.
2: Now stick fucking shards of obsidian on the sides of the cricket
1: bat. There's your sword-like club. What the fuck? Here, I'll. Uh, no, stick. no, no. I got. I got the. I get. I get the idea.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, That is a sword-like club. Uh, So, a huge thing about Aztec warfare is that it was meant to capture. Uh, They would use darts with paralyzing agents they got from shoving it up a frog's ass. Um, And they would try and wound
1: whenever they could. Are we not going to talk more about the frogs?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very interested in it. (laughs) All right, continue on, though. Um, We're not going to talk
2: about the frogs. uh no because they didn't actually shove it up their ass they just kind of
0: scraped it on the nick back. why are you spreading false information
1: <laughs> i was being cute we're gonna be taken off youtube Thanks. <laughs> oh wait i forgot we haven't been on it for eight months
0: <laughs> uh so uh, they i see to... the clip guys just gonna <laughs> blow past that uh they <laughs> the used... clip guy likes to do blow <laughs> <laughs> they they use
2: starts with paralyzing agents uh that so they could would be able to capture as many slaves as possible so like the reason they had a
1: club like oh, sword is it like what? is it like the second it hits them like two seconds later no no, they're no, no, no the no, ground, no, no, no. or is it no, like it, they run it,
2: no it hits them they run and then they just kind of oh hey i can't feel my jaw oh why is my body suit
1: <laughs> oh that's yeah. depressing. It's like hunting. You shoot the thing, and then you have to go track it. What the that's fuck? That's literally awful. that's literally
2: what the Aztec Jaguars were. <laughs> that was their entire job was Seems to lame. do that, but to villages. <laughs> um lame. so like the the Maquietal, the reason ah, yes. they had they had the sword like club, they had it on the only on the edges and not like shards pointing in, in like on the wide face was so that way like If someone was running, they could just smack him in the face with the front side of it, and he'd just drop unconscious instead of, you know, putting a chainsaw into their neck. Um, watch Deadliest Warrior. This is they literally did that. It's really cool. Um, Obsidian is also many like sharper than steel. isn't it so, brittle though like it flakes easily uh it depends on how it's done like it, it's like a i know it's like
1: easy to work with but it's durable as fuck it's like yeah, weird
2: yeah it's, it's volcanic glass so yeah. it's it's real it's a really interesting compound um uh so they would have these slaves not just for forced labor but also human sacrifice because woo.
0: I um like human wait uh, hold on
1: oh the aztecs have aztecs. yeah society. no spanish I, do... I was like what in the fuck are the spanish sacrificing people doing? no 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 the, when
2: when the spanish saw this they were incredibly appalled yeah. and then proceeded to kill everyone um so uh the the human sacrifice was done with extreme regularity and was extraordinarily brutal uh these tactics of raiding their neighbors and kidnapping them and popping open their rib cages like crab legs did make the Aztecs many friends.
1: Um, why? I want you why? to never, ever describe things ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Never use metaphors. <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> um.
2: After a handful of victories, uh, the uh, so human sacrifice. Not fun, not pleasant. Uh, They did this almost daily. And, like, at times, they would be sacrificing, like, 100 people a day during certain holidays. What in the fuck? Who they say? Like, their own
1: people or just enemies? No, like, slaves, slaves. of course.
2: Like, this was was literally what the Aztec Empire was built upon, was raiding (laughs) villages, taking people, bringing them back. Like, if you killed people in combat you were thought of as a lesser warrior because you couldn't bring them back to be sacrificed.
1: Um, I agree. Jesus.
2: Yeah. So uh, after after a handful of victories, uh, the other natives saw that the Spanish, uh, saw the Spanish as unbeatable and immortal. Um, They they thought that they were gods or the envoys of gods. Um, Nope. Just a more developed nation. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they thought if we, can, we can't we can kill them, maybe the Aztecs can't kill them either. Uh, this had a lot to do with the fact that they didn't have um, any effective killing techniques because all of their methods of war was to capture. <laughs> um, they were taught capture, you know, go for the legs, sever someone's Achilles. Don't bludgeon them. Don't cut off their head. Um,
1: uh, I'm assuming they also didn't really have anything other than blow darts as ranged weapons. I mean, they probably have those.
2: So they no they didn't. They oh. I can't Macuatl? Uh, at, at, no, atlatl. Atlatl. Atlatl? No. I was right. Atlatl. Um, atlatl was ba- uh basically a stick with a hole in the back of it. Same Wedge a spear into like a throwing spear into it, and then you pull it back, like pull it back behind your head, and then you just whip it forward. And that was their, that was what they used instead of bows and arrows.
1: Nice.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: uh, it had a greater velocity than a javelin, so it was pretty lethal. Um, yeah, so it's it's basically like the tennis ball thing for dogs, but with spears. Yeah. Um, Fun, yeah. That and dart and actual like blow darts and throwing darts and shit. Um, uh, Cortez was almost killed three times throughout his camp throughout the campaign, uh, but because the Aztecs wanted him alive, it gave his men time to get to him. Every time, <laughs> he was almost thrown off the top of a pyramid, uh, but because how some of them wanted to take him alive, it gave time for his men to kill the aztecs and save him um a huge understanding uh on the part of the natives was that it took them a few years to realize that the rider and the horse were two separate things uh and knocking a rider from his mount was a lot easier than trying to kill the horse they they hadn't seen horses before Horses hadn't been in North America's since the closing of the land bridge in the Bering Strait like 10,000 years before.
1: It's just wild. Yeah, so like they... they never saw like, a person get off of the horse and no. think that, oh, we could kill the person?
2: No, and here's... So, Cortez had translators. So, like, the, the Spanish priest or the Spanish shipwreck guy was able to talk Mayan and then... There was a woman who Cortez would eventually marry who spoke Mayan but also spoke Aztec, and they had this weird, like, triple to quadruple fucking translation thing going on. Um, and in talking to them, they were able to realize, Oh, they think we're gods, oh, they think our cavalry is just one giant monster. <laughs> so, some weird inbreeding. <laughs> Jeff, we worked around horses. <laughs> horses are fucking terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even big. if you
2: know what they Even if you know how horses work, horses are terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're big. Yeah, big now,
2: imagine, uh, now imagine having a fucking club sword <laughs> with rocks <laughs> in it and that's it. <laughs> There's a story about how it could cut through a horse's head. It fucking can't. <laughs> um and a lot of the times, when, like, they would end up killing the horse, they'd kill the guy on it so quickly that they couldn't tell those two separate things. God damn it. Um, so, yeah, that, that that was, like, horses, you know? But hell, if you get body checked by a horse, it's not going to be a good time. Um, after learning about the Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan... Of what? Tecnoc Teclan.
1: Of course, of course, yes.
2: Tecnoc, yeah, Tecnoc Teclan.
1: God, I bet you you were butchering all of
2: these. Tecnociclan? I'm actually pronouncing that one relatively close. Um, Cortez was determined to enter the city. Um, After multiple attempts to set up meetings with Moctezuma II, the leader of the Aztecs, he was finally invited into the city. Uh, on his journey to Tenochtitlan, uh, he made alliances with many of the local smaller tribes in the area, gathering hundreds more men to join them in the inevitable fight against the Aztecs. Uh, on a, in October of 1519, Cortez and about a thousand local fighting fighters marched into the city of Chalua. Uh, fearing collaboration with Moctezuma and a surprise attack, Cortez ordered his men to butcher the local nobility. That was about 400 people. Um, uh, can't really have the ideas or the locals getting ideas. Uh, on November 8th, 1519, Cortez was greeted by Moctezuma II after entering the floating city of to No, Techno- Ten- oh, fuck. After entering the floating city of Tenok Tilan. <clears throat> the entire city was a massive expanse of canals made uh and man-made floating islands. So like the city was in the middle of a massive lake and they just built floating marshes and shit so like they could farm on the island. They could fucking raise cattle, not cattle, but like animals on the island. It was pretty crazy. Um huh. It was it was you couldn't attack it because they just raised the fucking bridges and move the you could move the tiles, you literally move the shit around. Um, This meant that uh, only people allowed into the city had to be guests. Uh, This also meant that when the Spanish were staying on the island, there was no way off. Um, It's important to note that uh, the entire time they were talking. Neither Cortez nor Moctezuma trusted each other. Um eventually Cortez would essentially go to Moctezuma. Hey, you're they also set like the Spanish up in their own little like mini city inside the city, um, to where that like they could garrison and shit. Um and set up Christian temple or Catholic temples and churches and stuff. Um so at some point. Mm, Cortez went up to Moctezuma and was just like, so you're coming with us and you're going to live in our little city. And if you don't, we're going to kill you. And he did because he didn't want to die. And he also didn't really want to see his entire city be burned um, against these crazy white dudes. Um, Why not? Because that's how We'll get there. <laughs> it happens. It makes de- sense. What I just described happens. Um, so eventually, Moctezuma becomes a captive to Cortez. Bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Your empire has fallen. Um, in April of 1520, Velazquez, uh, still governor of Cuba, uh, sent... <sighs> Panfilo de Narvez, Narvez, uh, to find Cortez and kill him. Uh, while Cortez uh, declared he was under direct authority of Charles the I, uh, it took two months to cross the Atlantic, assuming it even got there. Uh, and Cuba was much closer, and Velazquez really just didn't give a shit. Uh, Narvez landed
0: with Yo, allergy season's hitting all of us right now. <laughs> it's a fun time out here. My, I've been crying for the last thirty minutes. Uh, hi, bad.
1: <coughs> well, this is a sad story. So,
0: Narvaez landed
2: with eleven hundred fresh-faced troops. Uh, Cortez returned to the coo- to the coast to the coast with four hundred men and a few hundred locals, leaving about two hundred men in Tenochtitlan with Moctezuma. Um, after a few short battles, Cortez convinced, I'm sorry, I, I'm all of a sudden congested, um, after it's a few up. short, uh, you know what,
1: uh, actually clears congestion, bourbon, if yeah. you lick my butthole, oh, sorry, we were on Whoa. two different wavelengths, <laughs> I, no, I we could make those two things the same, uh,
2: After a few short battles, Cortez convinced the troops, the new troops, that he was no longer under Velasquez's command, and that if they followed him, they would be richer uh, than they could ever dream. So, you know that legal work Cortez learned about when he was a teenager? This is literally how he convinces 1,100 guys to be like, hey, I'm captain now. (laughs) Me. Fuck that guy. (laughs) I'm in charge. Um... (laughs) perfect <laughs> somehow it fucking works
1: gotta love those
2: people <laughs> yeah um when Cortez returned to Tenochtitlan the uneasy peace was deteriorating Moctezuma uh, had all but lost control of his people uh, who now saw him as a as weak and under the control of the Spanish
0: so like he was to
2: which to be fair he was
0: I can't wait for that to be cut out my joke I didn't even hear it, so all right i can't uh, wait uh, I can't wait uh, for the laughs later on then I don't know how I'm
2: under control of the spanish, but thank you um so uh Cortez got him and his men the fuck out. uh they fought their way out of the city, leaving their cannons and much of their gold. uh This is when Cortez actually went full on crazy man uh he started building brigantines basically small warships in the lake. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, using these uh, and the help of the natives who the Aztecs had pissed off for about 300 years. Uh, they burned T- Tenochtitlan to the fucking ground. Even though it was it's on a the lake. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. The joke. Was, that was the funny. <laughs> um, so this would mark the fall of the Aztec Empire and the beginning of New Spain, which Cortez would be promoted to governor by Charles V. Charles the first, Charles the first, because Charles V was never born. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, Charles the first. Um, uh, in 1524, he would lead an expedition to Honduras and would eventually be relieved of command because Velasquez was still being a petty bitch and convinced the regent he needed to be investigated for murder which he did commit to be fair he did murder the guy he was traveling with Um, granted he accused him him of treason first but you know when you're the only governor in an entire new continent I guess anything goes Uh, in 1541 uh he went on a small expedition into the algiers for some reason
0: he to find out he was, in his, he out, was in his
2: 50s at this point also the algiers was under the control of the ottomans so he oh. almost died
0: wild yeah, it,
1: yeah, yeah it's yeah ottomans didn't really like the europeans at any point
2: <laughs> um to be fair this was like a hundred maybe a hundred years maybe it could have been like 60 after the spanish had just kicked the turks out of the Iberian peninsula so
0: yeah
2: hard feelings um uh he retired and died in spain in 1547 at the ripe old age of 62
0: that's how i want to go out you at went the back ripe to old yeah Oh. yes at the i mean right t- old age of 62 nick i want to be dead well That's to be fair he was, he was year before retirement a yeah.
2: <laughs> he was in spain for like a couple of years and then he went to africa
1: hmm. yeah
0: i can't I'm tell li- you how
1: much i didn't care about this man this entire time
0: this went well uh, uh, okay so i'm <laughs> in, I, hey i'm i'm here for it i'm, I'm no I'm, it was
1: it was a cool story i just don't I'm care dying. for the man
0: I am dying on the inside and getting drunk. It's all good.
1: Yeah. I just uh,
0: it's not that I don't find the story
1: interesting. I just don't care for this man. <laughs> <I'm not> like <laughs> you don't find him to be
2: a good guy? Well, if it makes you feel any better, he destroyed a fuck ton of Incan or not Incan Aztec temples and put up crucifixes instead.
1: Hey, Haven't that's your thing, man.
0: That?
1: Yeah. That's a you thing. That's a my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He That's he UP
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh he also gave birth well, not gay birth, but sired the first <laughs> uh he hmm. sired the first I thought for a second European I thought you child. said that he
0: had gay birth, and I was oh. like, well, this is wild.
2: He sired, he, he sired the first European child uh to his translator in Born in the New World. So that was that was the thing. Hmm. Or not in the New World, but in Mexico at least.
1: So this man literally the dirty world lived with the Aztecs for a while, ran away with eleven hundred men after just telling them that he was the captain now, and then went well, back on some weird ass made warships to burn it to the ground.
2: So to clarify the timeline, he made he lived with the Aztecs, left with like six hundred guys, went back to Veracruz. And okay. met the 1100 guys, said, I'm the captain now, and then went back. Also, this entire tam- time, there's like 600,000 people in Tenochtitlan, and the Spaniards never have more than like 1500.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, when you burn an island, I mean, kind of fucks everything. Like, you can't really run from the fire anymore.
2: They also, like, made these really weird, like, moving pillar things to, like, protect them from while the Aztecs were, like, throwing rocks at them when they were trying to dance up the temples. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. The entire time they were worried that they were just all going to be thrown off of a fucking
1: temple. Europeans to the new world, man. Not good. All right, everything well, bad.
2: Before, before we start saying, oh, poor Aztecs, they did sacrifice hundreds of people a day
1: i'm not saying like (laughs) they didn't i'm not saying they were good people
2: (laughs) there's a reason the entire all of their neighbors went we like the white guys on horses better we like the shiny white guys with thunder sticks
1: ickle bull yeah and then imagine, fall.
2: Imagine how loud that was. How loud that must have been hearing a fucking flintlock rifle go off after never experiencing that before. Not hearing a firework. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Just, yeah, just all of a sudden, boom.
1: Other than like a crack of thunder. Yeah. Like, and these people just make it with this gun every two minutes. And they were
2: able. Uh, this reload time was about. I think. Um, I think they could do it about every 45 seconds. Um, they could fire a shot. And most they could get off was like two shots a minute. Um, but then they also had, you know, the best steel in Europe at that time. Yeah. Or some of the best steel in Europe. So they also had cannons. That's a thing.
1: Yeah. And, and, and these weird hybrid men with horses. Yeah. Those yep. Yep. Yeah,
2: that's wild. Yep.
1: Can't forget about those guys. Yep. The
2: fact that it took them almost two years to realize that horse and rider were two separate things is wild.
1: No, uh, um I I vote he's um out of everyone we've covered. I don't know. I, I really feel like Benedict Arnold wasn't that bad other than the treason.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Honestly, if we really look at hindsight, out of everyone we covered, Benedict Arnold ain't that bad. <laughs> This guy He never committed war crimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. This guy no, He's not the worst. But the he's worst definitely is, like a middle of the pack. I'd
2: say the worst is probably Tojo and
1: Hirohito. Yeah.
2: Uh, Rommel Rommel was just kind of kind of there.
1: I mean he's still was a up Nazi for a debate. Though. Yeah. That kind of just throws you down there.
2: He, that was, he was never a member of the Nazi Party.
1: Yeah, well, he defended but, the Nazis. He fought for the Nazis. Let's he did. That.
2: He, he was he was the Weimar. So, um, and then at the end, did you try and overthrow it? Really, really, again? If there's one thing this podcast does for you, I wanted to let you think, get them brain juices flowing.
0: I don't like no. it. It hurts. <laughs> it's not <Hey>! Hamilton. <laughs> it's, not. it's not in a play format. <laughs> made
2: into a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, that is... Hold on. Let me read his full name again. <clears> Hernando <throat> Cortez de Monroy y Pizarro Altimirano.
1: Of course. Of course, yeah. Yep. That guy. Yep.
2: yep, that guy. And then fucking next play. up, hopefully, the, the next one will... Honestly, it might take me two months to fucking read the... Three months to read the fucking... Uh... The Gall book. So, yeah. that actually might take me that long.
1: And do be do that way.
2: Yep, right, it's been it's been about forty minutes. I
1: don't I don't, I don't have anything else written. That's uh, it. it is what oh. it is. It's a shit podcast. It is. All right. Well, thanks, Adam, for showing up while editing stuff. Really you're, welcome. To be here. you're really welcome oh my god uh, yeah so that's it. that's it for this jury of drunken opinion um if you go down to the <sighs> link or into the description you'll find our link to the link tree it has all of our social media links and the top link is to our pod bean if you go if you click on that top right hand corner you can click on become a patron you can pay a certain amount of money per month and at the one dollar tier you get the taskmaster special of both years now from season yeah. 1 and season 2
0: Who won? Go find out <laughs> Available um, now for $1
1: And then at, you also get uh, access to our Discord at the $3 tier You get the unedited video versions of the podcast and then you get more rewards the higher up you, ba- you pay Sometimes there's feet picks involved We don't know what tier yet But it's there. I don't don't like this. (laughs) It sucks
0: to be you, doesn't it? Bitch.